Sasha. Oh, baby, I love you every day. I want to be with you night I'd love to be that guy. I'd love to be the cool, smooth guy who just, every time I sing, I go to I think you just give, did it. Give me, give me a song. Give me a song. Uh, uh, any song. Which you think I might know the lyrics to, and I'll, I'll do a, d- be that guy. Um, my neck, my back. <laughs> my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. Ack, ack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always go yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Um, I think you'd have the. I think you have the ability. Do you think about you? lacking the confidence? Yeah, do you think it's the confidence? Yeah. Well, you said I wish up. I could be that guy, and you yeah. just proceeded to do it. Maybe I can. A couple Maybe. of Rios, you'll be all good. I have got a Rio. I want to talk about this actually. Yeah. Because um, I had a, a Rio on the weekend. Oh, and did it change things? It did change things a little bit. I had a Rio and I had a Lilt, mm. and for me, those two. <laughs> yeah. Rio and Lilt. Obviously, a Coke Zero is like an everyday thing. You can do that. Doesn't. That that's not gonna you don't get sick of those in the same way. But for pure flavour, mm. I think Rio and Lil mm. are god tier. Can have a toast. Please I do. don't think I've ever had a Rio. Have you not? And if I'm well, honest, just check, I check, think read I've out the fruits. Read out read the, out the, the fruits. exotic fruits in a Rio. Rio, tropical. Including the fruits of orange, guava, apricot, mango, and passion fruit in a likely sparkling spring water. Unbelievable. Well, here goes nothing. Fruity in the first touch. <laughs> you don't really like your fruit. Though. Really good mouthfeel. Great <laughs> mouthfeel. <laughs> it's the spring water for me. Sticky on the lips, which is what you want from these kind of drinks. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Okay. okay. Um, you got a lilt. I don't have a lilt with me. Uh, you, have you not tried a lilt either? No, I don't think so. Is it lemonade? No, it's not. It's pineapple and something else. Uh, fizzy drink. Um, I'm not really one for fizzy drinks. No, that's fair enough. I wasn't for a while. But um, what I, I've realised, uh, there's many things to thank the Windrush generation for, as we all... <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> yeah. the the Afro Caribbean di- diaspora yes. uh, to London has transformed the newsagent sodas. If you look at yeah, yeah. London's newsagents, yeah. the colours on mm. show and sodas, mm. the the Caribbean punch, all of that, yeah. it's just changed the whole game for me. Yeah. And I've I've realised that I've been living in a small, very kind of closed off box. When, if not for the wind rush. Yeah, if not, Do you not for the think wind... the narrative around immigration is <laughs> grossly neglecting the well, effect of the colour of off licenses. If you look at the average kind of racist person who doesn't accept which I often immigrants, do, which I often <laughs> do, do all the time. The, um, have you seen how, in general, they've sort of left Indians alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a while because of the, it's because of curries. It's because of curries. Because yeah. the Indians came in like the sixties, I think, or they were like the first immigrant group that there was a lot of racism towards. Yeah, and then racists were like. And then they try to boom. And then they're like, fucking, this you know is nice. This is nice. All right, I then. can't lie. Well, I want to hate it, but this is naughty. The best, the best way for a racist to uh, the best way to a racist man's heart is through his stomach. It's true. So maybe we can try and do that with the... the, the with Caribbean uh, soft drinks. With the Caribbean, Caribbean soft sparkling drinks. soft drinks. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I, I used to... Do you remember when you were like 13 and you got excited about having a Coke at a restaurant? Yes. I, I miss those days because like going to ask the pizzeria and being like <laughs> or going out on the town I bet I'm going to have a coke tonight <laughs> yeah. can I have a coke mum yes you can yeah. and then I get one I'm a big fan of pints draft coke from like pubs That's I a hate bit, that I fucking love them I hate that they're the best cokes See, I'm a Coke fan, but I only like Coke Zero in a can. Yeah, which is fucking That's disgusting. That's all I like. Coke Zero actually tastes yeah. better than Coke now, and that's why I think it's becoming more popular as a drink. I'm, I, you know, I've, I've stated this before. I'm against quibbling over not important things, such as <laughs> pineapple and pizza, etc. So I, I want to go into how much of a fucking Nazi you are for liking yeah. zero, Coke Zero mm-hmm. in a can. But we're not going to do that. We're not you have your that. own personal taste and that's fine. <laughs> you seem very happy about it. Um, anyway. Right, should we do it? Let's go straight in. Today is the, is Wednesday the 20th, 3rd, 4th, 8th, 9th, 29th. 29th? No, I think it's 26th. 
it? 28th. It's 26th. This will come out on the 28th. Sorry, I got caught. Um, this will come out on the 28th. No, 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 but today. Today's the 26th. Today's Finally, when we had a news story that happened just before the podcast. Yeah, I know. I was. Yeah. It would have been a disaster if this happened afterwards. Yeah. Uh, today's the 26th of May, Wednesday, and Dominic Cummings just went uh, to, the, to a select committee and spoke about the ba- mostly to do with COVID. Um, but he spoke for a range of things. He was there for seven hours testifying. They were only expecting him to be there for four. Mm. I watched every single minute of it. It was the most enticing, enthralling, exciting thing I've seen in my ever study. Because you have a, normally you have just TV, morning TV on while you're working. Yeah, so yeah. So this is just perfect, just on the. It background. was absolutely perfect. But then I didn't do much work today because of how enthralled I was sure. by this. By history. This scene. history. It was history. It's history it was in the making. Fucking history. There are too many. Right. So there's funny parts of it. There's fascinating parts of it. There's important parts of it. And you know what? We're going to bloody talk about every single one of those. Mm-hmm. So if that's not your thing, then switch off now. Don't... Yeah, I promise it will get better. Um, so, firstly, he, yeah, so he was there. It was a committee, just broadly. It was a committee that's looking into lessons that we can learn about how we've responded to the coronavirus and then maybe how we can then come forward and use those lessons for the last point of the coronavirus. Yeah, this I love a, official lesson learning. Yeah. I love just collectively, yeah. as a country, all of us... Officially going... Lessons what, learned. WWW. Because the thing is... What sorry, went well? The EDI, thing is, is that normally when you're learning lessons, there's an authority figure like yeah. the teacher who's teaching you the lessons. Hmm. But there's no higher authority than the government. That's what They're the inquiry the is, is them trying to work so out what lessons can we learn. Who's teaching the lessons? Because yeah. if you know what lessons are to be taught, yes. then you should be running it, running it as opposed to us. This wasn't a trial run. Yeah. Everyone who should know the lessons is yeah, in yeah. charge. Yeah, no, it's You know, true. if you have a teacher teaching you a lesson, that yeah. teacher has still got way less authority than the prime minister himself. Self. No, you're and not, now the you're prime minister has lessons to be yeah. learned. So there's, I don't know who. There's no. There's the blind leading the blind. It was the blind leading the bind. The the taught leading the bind. The taught leading the teach. Teach leading the plat. So yeah, it was a collective effort to work out what we can do better. How what went wrong? Even better if. Yeah, that would be great if that's how. WWEBI at the end. So it was Dominic Cummings' time to testify to the committee um and was because he dropped a bomb that he was coming in to say things or was yeah. this already scheduled and he said i'm going to do mine it's or been was scheduled he for a in? while was he called in and he, he was, was like, called in this. okay so he didn't say i've got my I'm, here's my truth here's my yeah, story he was called in but he's been famously absent from loads of select committees in the past famously. so it was a bit of yeah. It's vintage coming. In, in really lame circles. <laughs> it's famous. <laughs> but, famously. Yeah, famously. Yeah, if, famously. <laughs> Dominic Cummings with the political history of the landscape. For that. Famously. Famously. I do not want to be with those guys. Who well, you, I'm afraid you're with one right now. So he doesn't go to select committees for various reasons. So the big, bad boy. the big question was, you know, why, why this one? And but then as soon as you got as soon as he arrived in town, you knew he was there to spit some fucking truth, mm. spit some fire into that booth. He had a lovely weighted white shirt. I he thought. did, and it became I was I thought and hoped that each because he, he did he undid one button under after an hour, then he undid a second <laughs> after the <laughs> second, <laughs> and I really thought we were going to go shirtless for a minute. If he did one every hour, that yeah. would be the best way to drop these bombs yeah. that he was doing. But so he. He came in, right. There, there's, there's a myriad of things. As I say, it was mostly about COVID. Um, and you watched all six hours of this, pretty much. Seven. Seven hours. I watched seven hours of this, and um, I enjoyed every last minute. Did you it. feel like you were on the select committee? I did. <laughs> I did. I was, I did was, you feel I behind? Paused, <laughs> I paused the TV and went, and now we're giving my time to Andrew Kerwin, who's a member, <laughs> member for uh, London East. Uh, here's your time. Hi, Dominic. Um, <laughs> Thank you, first of you, for submitting your time to the committee. We very much appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, the doing. committee, for thank committing to... Thank you to, to having me here. <laughs> um, I would just keep thanking. First off, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't think anyone's asked. No one's asked? You're right. Everything all good? right? Good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. I like to sort of... Secondly, why do you lie to the British public? <laughs> um, so he came on and it was, yeah. It, it should have... It was expected to go on for four hours, went on for seven. And that was a testament to the fact that he was... He was ready to go out there. He, it's like he just left a boy band and went out there and exposed all the problems that they've had as a group 
for the time yeah. for their duration because he's now outside footballers of the leaving clubs it's yeah a, it's an archetype that happens but it in really the felt landscape. yeah exactly and it felt like he was going in there to nail some home truths and it was like his last hurrah for british politics he won't be going back that's it <laughs> he definitely won't um so i don't know because okay sorry. well there's sorry, well, we, go, can, we, can, we can get into that um we will but he, he said at the point he, he was asked at the end about that and he said um you can ask anyone in whitehall or westminster or his wife or his family the less you hear of me the better from now on so yeah mm. he's had a tougher he's had a stinker but anyway he that right let's start with matt hancock there were many things said about matt hancock um and the best thing about this was how BBC News were doing it was that they'd stated the things that Cummings had stated about Hancock. Uh, but on top of those quotes was a picture of Matt Hancock just smiling and holding his thumbs up. <laughs> and this rolled for the whole seven hours. And it didn't, it didn't fail to make me laugh once. Every, every time. Every time. There he is. And so let's, so with, let's get in. With Hancock, he said that... Um, he re- he basically just called him an incompetent fucking idiot, mm. and he he stated that he and several not other- even that subtly, not subtly. It he wasn't that point. far the off saying you fucking in. idiot. It was a fucking diss track. <laughs> he went in and said and said several times that loads of other senior officials have said he needs to go. He said that if we don't fire Matt Hancock, people are gonna die. Because it's true. (laughs) But he literally said that. He said, if we don't fire Matt Hancock, (laughs) thousands of people will die. (laughs) And there's a video of Matt Hancock in the morning who he goes on a run and he's asked if he's worried about the Cummings interview and he just says something about vaccines. And then then, runs off. And then runs off. And it's obviously been memes (laughs) thousands of times. Billions of times. It's great. No, it feels like... Because the... The political vibe in this country was sort of dying down with the worst of COVID sort of edging out. So it felt great to have a big yeah, final yeah. firework. Oh, absolutely. And like the truth bomb. So part of the, the reason why this is so staggering is because I've been studying politics. I've learned about these things. I've learned about the things that he was saying in there. And what like things? We'll get there. But like <laughs> the point, the whole thing of this was that it, it was like, there's always seems to be this protected nature if you're that close to power that it's not going to be revealed out to the public there seems to be this kind of universal closed mouth policy about it even when you're out of it it's always you keep the lid on it sure he just blew the fucking roof off today and so many things that what people think are just clearly true and things we did you not find i was listening to it and maybe because it's got oh my god i've got it again right no he lost it because you coughed yeah Maybe it's because, um, uh, maybe it's because, just it's been so surreal politically. But nothing he said was like a surprise to me. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah, that yeah. He said yeah, it. It's just that he's saying it. It's what we all known that politicians had done pretty exactly. much all along. Exactly. Apart from I feel like in the fifties where people thought Ad that politics, politicians, whatever they said something, they just yeah. thought, okay. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah, I mean, it does seem to know back in the day yeah, when yeah. it was like a politician said, "I do this," and then it wasn't uncool yeah. to be like, "Oh, I believe in yeah. him." Yeah. yeah, he's telling the yeah, truth. That sounds like an honest man. <laughs> it's an honest good yeah, man. Good policy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was it was basically him blowing the lid off all that shit. Yeah. Um. But so. <laughs> He said, and just like, because it's, it's like, it was a, a bit of a cliche, but it, it was an absolute carbon copy of something out of the th- thick of it completely. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but he just looked, it was just deadpan delivery. It was just like, there's at least 15, maybe 20 reasons why Matt Hancock should be fired. What did he, did he think? Yeah, he went <laughs> <with> 15, <laughs> 20 or 20 reasons, 15, or 20 reasons why he should be fired. <laughs> and it's astonishing that he's still in office. Incredible. And j- again, Hancock there with the thumbs <laughs> on the right-hand side of the screen. Um, so Matt Hancock hasn't come out of it very well. Um, there, but neither, is, neither did Bojo, basically. Sure. So he defended... There was a bit of a defense of Rishi Sunak and Dominic Raab. Dominic Raab? Yeah, yeah. Because Raab stepped up when J- Johnson was ill with COVID and said he did a very good job and stuff like that. It was kind of odd that he was so defensive of those two. Because I thought Rob from, you know, we've got our tabs in Westminster. We know a couple of civil servants. we got our cats. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. We don't think we just get, we just make up everything. We have yeah. our sources, yeah, but we, we can't, we, don't, we have to defend our sources. We don't get our information from the news. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, apparently Rob is like considered one of the big idiots. Yeah, he looks like an idiot. And he, because he like, during, during Hancock... the Brexit thing, uh, he famously said he didn't. Uh, he only just realised that Britain was an island, and that was like he didn't really think about that when, when Brexit was happening. Mm. 
which you know. Okay, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> not ideal, but anyway. But he's honest. Are you, yeah. <laughs> the guy's honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have know, said that. Britain is an island, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. he's that kind of, that's quite likeable, Dunn. thing, yeah. <laughs> but Hancock is just clearly the dunce. And everyone hates him. Sure. And he's an idiot. He just seems like an auto-generated private school he's boy. so funny. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of garnered this weird little fan base. He's very normal. Base. Yeah, and I think that's why he's garnered this fan base. There's a video of him eating a... Fan base? He's yeah. one of the most hated politicians No, but the there's country. some people like meme lords who love him because of his because of some ironically, appearances. It's not like... Yeah, 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 yeah a bit ironically. Slightly sincere. No, because, it, because it, there's one of him eating like a fucking pasty or something on before he went on Good Morning Britain. Okay. And then... Piers Morgan goes in on him because he finds out because one of their researchers finds out how many calories are in that, and it's like it was a cinnamon swirl, and he was saying, "Oh, is that good health advice to be doing that?" And he just kind of takes it like a champ and just laughs about it. And people so we like, like Hancock, or do we? <laughs> I don't know. You're sending a lot of mixed messages. Yeah. I don't know what to feel. Responsible right now. for thousands of deaths. <laughs> Handles a cinnamon clap, swirl. He, clap, he clapped well. back pretty hard. He did clap back. Um, no, I think you can love that lovable kind of idiot part about him. Yeah. But then when you realize that the lovable idiot is actually, he is just an idiot. Um, so he basically, it was astonishing just to hear him call out like the health secretary and say that this man is completely unfit for office <laughs> and has no right to be there. And part of his reg- resignation was about saying, I'm, I'm not going to stand here with this guy. So Hancock was pretty much the main idiot. He's and bo- and Johnson and okay, Bojo. Because yeah. Bojo... He said that um, he said that he realised Boris Johnson was uh, incompetent for government, not fit for government in October of last year. Yeah, as in the man physically cannot handle government. <laughs> okay, yeah. He could, um, it was to do with like us not going into lockdown. So he stated he, you know, we went, you know, when we had that period where we everything just opened up for a bit, and then we obviously <laughs> had the second wave. <laughs> yeah. He was talking about that and saying that was when he resigned. He was saying the, the, the really refreshing thing about this whole thing was that he started with an apology from him, from, Dom, from Cummings. Yeah, himself. that's what I'm trying he, to get he to. He is implicating of. himself in it as well. So what I don't understand is, so he got, I mean, this is, he understands me did it better than anyone. So this could, it's kind of hard to know with Cummings whether he's like, the most honest guy in politics or the most man- Machiavellian, manipulative guy in politics. That man it- sat there for seven hours and he hardly stuttered. And I think you can only do that when he's being honest. Sure, but also he's a, he, he could easily be a sociopath who's built for those sort of things. But part of it, because what of it, part, one statement he said was that it is, it is crackers and um, he used crackers maybe 15 times. <laughs> it's a long, seven hours. That sounds a bit me- more mental than it is because that's seven hours, isn't it? How many times have you used the word crackers in the last month? It, it's a strong never, zero. I've never it's a strong zero. <laughs> yeah. So 15 and seven. Okay, that's quite Come a lot. Come on, 15, 15 or 20. Um, but he but then, if I was in front of the select committee, yeah, true. I, I would probably dip down and get I, at least four crackers out. Yeah, <laughs> I think if we were in front of the select committee, we would use some very odd words. Absolutely, coming yeah. out a lot. Well, Absolutely. Well, that's a fruity Lord Cambridge. Um, well, I believe that to be the truth. Um, so he... What was I talking about? He's no. So he said that it I'll is. I just keep saying cracking. sorry. I'll just keep saying thank you every time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot <laughs> confirm nor thank attest you. to that. Thank you. While they're asking the question, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Honestly, yeah. Thank you. My so, cheers. My pleasure. Thank you. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, could you stop? What? Thank you. Pardon. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you. I concur to that. Um, sorry, but ahead. he he said it's absolutely crackers that him and Boris Johnson were able to get to the position that they were in, as in like semi running the country. He said that well, it himself. Yeah, he, he was like, "I'm a fucking idiot." Yeah, <laughs> and so at the end, they asked him to like clarify that a bit because that was a weird, a confusing thing. But he stuck by it because at the end, he was he like, "He's very, very smart, though." Yeah, and he yeah, did yeah, do extraordinary things with the with leave Brexit, campaign. Yeah, but I think once it got into the policy of government, which we'll get—that's my last point on it. But um, which we'll get to. But when it gets to the kind of act of government rather than a campaign, that's where it changes. Yeah. And he said, "I think his point is that." You know, he's a he's a political political campaign strategist almost, rather than a, a governor. So, and he believes Boris Johnson is fundamentally incapable to govern. <laughs> His chief advisor, as I've never, it was fucking astonishing. But so he said that, um, and then he kept talking about this one guy. This is when the War of the Worlds analogy came in, and the Jeff Goldblum thing. Okay, occurred. Independence Day. There was like this because about that second where, they, where we should have gone into a second lockdown earlier, Johnson just wasn't having it. Um, because he was kind of prioritizing economics over 
economics over people's lives, basically, that mm. sounds more washed because recessions kill people too. Mm. Um, but just like that was the only important thing. Um, and he said that there was this one guy, I can't remember his name, but he did talk about him a lot, who came in like Jeff Goldblum from War of the Worlds. This is like, I'm not making this up. Yeah, this, this is what is, he yeah. said to the select committee just before he did a Spider-Man meme reference <laughs> and said, this is, it's like War of the Worlds, it's, it's like War of the Worlds where Jeff Goldblum comes in and says, we're completely fucked here. We have no, we have no plan for this and we're all going to fucking die. Yeah, that, was, that seemed, I only caught bits of it, but he seemed like a big critique he had is that, um, we have so little um, plans for like rare but damaging events. He like he, mentioned the solar yeah. flare plan, yeah, which yeah. got me terrified about solar, solar flares. <laughs> what? I was like, hold on, what is a solar flare? <laughs> And why, but why aren't we prepared looked, for it? And he goes like, I looked at the documents we had on solar flares and we had very little. And I'm like, I want to see what they have on solar the flares. The public would be shot <laughs> at our lack of preparedness on solar flares. <laughs> I'm here to whistleblow. <laughs> no, but it was the, he didn't say we've got nothing on solar flares. We've just he said, I looked, we got very little. <laughs> and I just like that he's gone on the file. There's in yeah. the big government computer in, in the Queen's oh, office just, or whatever. Like a, a folder, <laughs> solar flare. <laughs> He's got one sheet. Oh, no. Which would be like, it will get very hot, so we recommend going indoors. <laughs> this is not enough. <laughs> um, so he, the, the shocking thing of it was that he was saying that there was this, a bit, his big thing was about group think that occurs in government. But it's big, the, the, one of the bigger points in it was that everyone spoke about, he'd ask, people would ask around to say, because the government obviously has to be prepared for potential in international global disasters. And you think it's like a plan if any of these things happen. So you think when a, glo when a global pandemic comes on our shores that there is a big folder they pull out how to deal with a virus. Sure. Um, and he was, apparently it was just going around Whitehall and Westminster. That, yeah, 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 this, this plan exists, this plan exists. It just didn't. Mm. So everyone was under the impression that, that it did. And then apparently he got given like a piece of paper, which is basically basically like a press release mm. for it. Yeah. And he said, so where's the actual report? And then they were like, we don't have one. <laughs> and that's what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. So then apparently they made, they started making all of these, all of these policies and everything and, and two all-nighters. It's fucking astonishing. Just sinking Red Bulls and just going Literally. like... <laughs> they had to assemble a fucking team, a task force, and in 24 and 48 hours, they just went, okay, that's how we're going to deal with this virus. Fucking hell. Because th this is... This era, you know, it, for it, if, the, if the left carry on being all, like terrible tactically, it seems like we'll have just lots of different eras of Tories. Because we had the Cameron yeah. era of the Tories, which are sort of like the boring austerity Tories. Yeah. Uh, which were like run-of-the-mill Tories, just being Tories, mm. uh, carbon copy, nothing yeah, to yeah. shout about, just yeah. being Tories. Then we had the yeah. the, the, the crying the kind of Tories. cement Tories. Then we had the crying, screaming Tories, which is the Theresa May short yeah. period, which is just a lot of The screaming. country I love! <laughs> we had that period. Yeah. And then we have what I like to describe as the cowboy Tories, yeah. which is, it's like a different type of Tories where Boris Johnson came in and he had Rishi, a tiny squeaky Rishi Sunak. Yeah. He's got Dominic Cummings. Yeah. He's just got a general group of people who seem a little bit more like, we're kind they're of the, like- They're the outlaws in-law. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I don't know why. The, I think that Rio is really- sensitive. That Rio is, yeah. Maybe, maybe cut it <laughs> I think it's, it's, I, That's why I can't drink more than one Rio. <laughs> yeah. It's got, it's got its drawbacks. Um, so yeah, I definitely see him as kind of the, a, a part of the, the, the cowboy yeah. era of Tories. Which they, yeah, which I guess we're still in. Yeah. Um, but that's the so with like with the problems with that was he was he stated that Boris because you think obviously coronavirus wasn't that big a deal when it was in Wuhan for us because it's only Whoa, a, because I was it's ready. only it's only you know a few people dying that aren't close to our country that's a joke we it's, it, we we didn't realize how big an issue it was until it started coming into Europe because yeah I've heard of that stuff before I know the media exaggerate and yeah. then that's what I was thinking so you'd think that the the government. Government. The government <laughs> might be able to actually fucking realize or have the people in place in yeah. the correct positions in order to realize that maybe we should be worried a bit more than we are about sure. this and prepare for this. Boris Johnson's opinion on this was all scaremongering and that he was willing to go on live TV and have Chris Whitty inject him with the coronavirus just to show that everything was fine. <laughs> That was one of the actual comments that came out of Boris Johnson's mouth before the virus got to the UK. 
that he would go on live TV. It's making me like him more, and this is an issue. It's a problem. <laughs> that's I, very likable. Yeah. When someone when someone goes from like a kind of a conniving evil genius <laughs> to just full on clown, <laughs> I kind of want him to stay back. Because that is great. That's some Trump level shit. That is some Trump level shit. <laughs> but I always I've always had the opinion that you know Trump, you can't. It's a bad thing to call people put, put politicians in power idiots because it undermines. The severity the, of their the, actions, the kind of the the, the calculated, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they might. I think I might be wrong. You they might, might be wrong. All just be fucking dunces. <laughs> because, well, I mean, at the end, because it was interesting seeing the because him apologising for stuff and taking blame for things and saying he got it wrong as well. Because at the end, he was asked, "You've given a lot of like you've spoken ill of a lot of other politicians. So, what do you think? Liked? What do you think? What? How responsible do you think? What do you, do you think you acted badly as well? And he was like. He said something along the lines of, if you took, but he said this about Boris and him. He said, if you took, oh, no, he said this about Boris, actually. But he said, if you take the top 1% of the most competent people in the UK, every single one of them will do a better job than Boris Johnson. That's amazing. And he said, there are thousands of people that could do, could have done his job better as well. That's fascinating because he was sort of brought in as like the wild card, the maverick, the Paul Gascoigne, yeah. the Jack Grealish, if you will. If you will. <laughs> you know, those low, of, those low socks uh, showing off his cards. Yeah, he was sort of, look, he's not going to run back and defend. Yeah. But if you need that one mode of magic, which in tournament, tournament football, it often comes down to. When it's a stalemate and there's that much pressure, sometimes you need that one moment That's of magic. really what one MP said during the <laughs> selection, actually. Yeah, it's uncanny. Sorry, but, but outside the window, he yeah. clearly wasn't part of yeah. it. <laughs> He was shouting. Uh, it's like <laughs> it's like knockout football, <laughs> isn't it? But then it's in the room. Excuse me, can you wield your time, please? Yeah, no, sure. I just want to say that. <laughs> but you're like Grealish, aren't you? You are. Anyway, sorry. Back to the thousands of deaths that occur. Um. So I, I always thought, and he clearly has immense talent, and he like stands out as like one of those people who has kind of a little bit of history. Uh, who who like stands out in history because they they're different for some reason and that's yeah, who yeah. when you're reading about time periods yeah, yeah. their name sticks out so yeah i i, I think he, he probably has talents to do certain jobs very well yeah but it's very interesting yeah. that he slagged himself off now i think part of it is because of the difference between governing and campaigning uh, let me just see because i just that were you looking up the difference between governing and campaigning well i'm, I'm obviously <laughs> going to get the oxford dictionary definitions of both before i make a point let me just it. double check that before i start. <laughs> Campaigning <laughs> versus go okay, governing is actually. You know what? I think I've got a redundant point here. Anyway, moving on. Um, no, because that's my. That's just my last point that I want to end on with it. But I want to check out. It is like a, you're at the select committee. Yeah, it is. <laughs> one one moment, please, Mr. Cummings. Let me just. Um, yeah, no, just one. There was also an. an, an incredible they, have, they had loo breaks. Not enough. Okay. Well, as in, like, he went for there was there was for seven hours. He had one break of fifteen minutes and then one break of forty-five minutes. Do you think he took a shit? In the. In the forty-five minute break, right? well, in the in the whole seven-hour period, I bloody hope so. Because uh, is he? He's probably nervous. Yeah. So he probably did it before. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't. We'll think reach really out either. for comment. Stored <laughs> um, it coming. No comment. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're, we're closing up the door <laughs> now. <laughs> you've, you've unleashed the box. We don't want to tell us. <laughs> um, Chase him outside his home. Did you? <laughs> did you or did you not poo during the select committee? <laughs> Tell us now. Why are you hiding? The question, Dominic. <laughs> Concerned about your stool. Um, so I uh, just because we'll, we'll wrap it up. I just want to know how long. Yeah, we can start. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, because there was crazy. It was lit. This is the thick of it. It's the thick of it. And most of what the pre the subsequent reporting have been is that Andrew Kerwin's master dissertation on the thick of it was correct. Sure. That's been the big headline out of it. That's what everyone's talking about. How did he know? <laughs> How did he know the truth? Tell us on your dissertation headline. Um, oh God, I can't remember it. Um, it was. How like, did he know? How did he know? <laughs> How do I know? <laughs> A ten thousand word essay on how I know the answers. No, it was. Um, <coughs> why? Why? <laughs> Twenty marks. The truth. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty marks. <laughs> No, what was it? It was, oh, la it was out of 20, laughing. Then. What's this phrase? Why? La laughing or learning? Are you laughing? Live, laugh, love. No, not. Right. If you're not laughing, you're learning. If you're not laughing, you're learning. That okay. was the, um, and I did an analysis of the thick of it. If you're not laughing, you're learning. If you're not laughing, you're learning. And it was about satire and political discourse. Okay, because normally in. And my other one was on faith schools. Yeah. And it was, 
um, preaching to the choir. Yeah. Didn't do that well, that one, did it? No. Because <laughs> most of it, or most of my work went into the title. <laughs> um, but so, in there was one day, this, there was a big day in government history. Government. Government. And it will, it's a day that technically goes down in the ages. Sure. So they weren't taking coronavirus seriously. Um, and there was one day where they had scheduled to take it seriously. Or it in was, the diary? It, basically, they were going to oh, if dedicate it still a day. Was- it was still before it washed up. No, it was. I think it already washed up because this is when we were fucking around with herd, herd immunity yeah. for a bit. But there was one day they were like, right, we're going to sit down. We're going to work this shit out. Mm. However, on that day, Trump rang them saying, we want to bomb the Middle East. Can you come and join us? No, no. He rang them in the middle of the night. I remember that was, he said in the, in middle, the middle of the, of the night. night. That was something that he, he said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boris, Boris, just a, just Boris. a thought. <laughs> hey, Boris. <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> what a bummer rap with me like a few weeks time. Um, so they, so that happened that derailed, derailed some of it. So like 50% of resources are going to working out whether they're going to bomb Iraq and 50% are going to work out what they're going to do about coronavirus. Mm. However, there was a third thing. Mm-hmm. The third thing that derailed our government's response to coronavirus was that there was a article in the Times about Boris Johnson's girlfriend and her dog. And Boris Johnson's girlfriend got really upset about this and insisted that the government, part of the government team, focus on the response to that story. So he said there were three factions of Westminster running about trying to work out whether they're going to bomb Iraq, what we're going to do about the coronavirus, <laughs> and what are our opinions on Boris Johnson's girlfriend's dog. She's come out mental in all of this. I'll just imagine just throwing papers everywhere. Are we yeah. going to bomb Iraq? But what about the dog? What about the dog? <laughs> She's come out ridiculous in all of this because she's yeah. been having, apparently she has influence. She's been trying to, she hates Cummings. Um, so, you know, that might go into mm-hmm. this a bit. But she's been trying to kick him out for ages and she's been trying to get her friends. He's stated she's been trying to get her friends and successfully getting some of her friends from business into, well, it's not business, into her friends from the political world yeah. into key positions in the government because of her sway on Johnson. This is fucking mental. So I think the, the takeaway from that bit was... In general, the picture Cummings was pay- painting was of babbling white straight men uh, fucking it up who have a lot of privilege and have managed to get into positions not on their worth but because of just a lot of privilege. The statement was men are bad, but then yeah. that it was like, but women will always be worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think although that was the point he was although making. Cummings didn't say it. <laughs> though men are bad, bad. Women, women will always be, be worse. A, just a just a bit worse. I know men are fucking up everything in power. <laughs> But, but they're she not complained about a dog <laughs> at a time of national crisis. <laughs> exactly. So it's best of a bad situation, you yeah, know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but so that I just love. I would. That is literally a scene lifted from the thick of it yeah. of those three things happening in a day, and then so there was just all of that. I mean, there's so much more we could go into. Please, uh, I, don't, I don't. Let's go. Okay, but then I mean, it's just like this. What is just the most astonishing thing is. The one, I think, in summary, the lack of plans involved in it. The lack of actual, genuine theorizing of what we're going to do. And a genuine structuring plan in place in order to combat something that is a very likely case. And everyone, He also mentioned Bill Gates, like, 50 times. Whenever he thought he was trying to think of a great man, he just said Bill Gates. Really? He basically said if Bill Gates was running it, it would all be fine. Because really? I think he was trying to compare against to people who he sees as in- industry titans or philanthropists or something. So he wants kind of like James Dyson or someone to be I running. believe so. Yeah. But he didn't, but like, because he used that example a lot. Again, he was there for seven hours. Uh, but he could have thought of a different maverick or kind yeah. of entrepreneur like James Dyson. <laughs> but honestly, if you look back, the amount of times he said crackers and Bill Gates really? were off-putting. It was crackers. Yeah, Crackers was amazing, but yeah. Bill Gates was just kind of kind of. It's strange because every time you mention Bill Gates now, there's just something weird going on. Yeah, there's like a feeling of like, yes, he's a very smart man, but um, and yes, he's done a lot of charity work, yeah. but but people who are that rich and do that much charity, there's something creepy about yeah. that. And we don't. I mean, I've I I don't know how much to believe the kind of talk about Bill Gates is trying to like euthanize euthanize like half of Africa because it's like mm. I know he's trying to put clean toilets in there but there's a lot of people who like to imply that he's got like this the the sinisterness of undertones yeah. of what he's doing just seem almost too yeah, evil yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like too evil to be true yeah. at all. Because I do you know what they mean? They, 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 he's like a big believer in vaccines because he wants to like 
Put uh, chips in people. Or stuff. put chips. No, I think it's to stop like um, poor, like people in Africa giving birth to more people so they can control the population or something. That's what they think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, with any kind of gross power that you get, you're going to get a certain amount of conspiracy theories that go against it. Also, he um, fucked his secretary, apparently. That's why the divorce happened. That was the reason for the divorce. Apparently. He doesn't uh, look like a guy who would fuck his secretary. I he, watched, he looks like he is the most vanilla sex man on the planet. I watched a He building. still wears his sweater vest. He, he refuses does. to take his pants and off. And he has a lardy ass. Oh, God, it's he's flabby, got like isn't a, it? He's it's got flabby. like a bubbly body. And a bit grey. It's he, he looks like a kind of librarian sort yeah. of waddling between the shelves. Yeah. Um, I watched Building Bill's Brain. Uh, oh, which yeah, is the Netflix? Hit, it? Uh, it was a series of Netflix things that was so much uh, pampering Bill's. How ex- it was all just about how extraordinary, clever uh, Bill is, and then Bill would sit down for a talking head and go, "Yeah, well, I'm clever, <laughs> Bill. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm so yes, smart. I am kind of smarter yeah, than everyone else." Weird, but I'll do it. <laughs> and what he he like reads like so, like ten books a week or something absolutely mental, and then he has this. Um, you know what? I never believe shit like that. I don't think he does. Do you not think so? I don't think he fucking does. <laughs> do I think, think he, I think so. he's a fucking liar. There was a video of him reading. It looked quite fast. I was there was evidence of him reading for like twenty like, seconds. It was like yeah. Oh, that's the thing. I can kind of skim read, but actually take a lot in, which yeah. is kind of important. Um, and he had this big Ten um, books. Yeah, but how big? Like what? Ten no, fucking pamphlets. No, no, no. no like because he's traveling everywhere. His yeah. secretary, or maybe that's the one he fucked. Um, had this kind of big sort of tote bag, giant tote bag, which was just filled with books, and he'd take that everywhere. And it, it was, was like actually a- full of sex. <laughs> it must have been. That's what I'm trying that's to say. That's what happened. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. <coughs> Okay, that all they were just all they were just like dirty max titty. <laughs> I can read them uh, so quick. About ten bucks like, yeah, not yes. hustler. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just going. He's not stopping. Yeah. He's just racing through. Yeah. Okay. One done. <laughs> 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 not enjoying any of no them. sexual enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> just reading the articles, <laughs> reading all the, the the little tidbits in the yeah. articles. <laughs> oh, Amy from Kent likes to play basketball on the weekends. Okay. <laughs> Put microchips in <at> people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he was. Cummings was big on Bill. That's what's weird about Cummings is that, you know, there's me politically, then there's me comedically, and that's always been a clash politically because, you know, I have a lot of affinities to Trump. Um, yeah. There's uh, some understanding of the funniness of Cummings. It happens as well. So it is a kind of seesaw when he does things that I'm like, that is a bit of fun. Two things. But there are some things that annoy me. Like when he says Bill Gates, that pisses yeah, me yeah. off. That's not cool. And you're thinking, like pu- you're, you're thinking apolitically here as well, aren't so, you? Yeah, because yeah, that's per- the purely kind of... personality. Sure. Which are very, it's, I completely agree on. Yeah. Two things. Um, type for Bill's, uh, uh, not Bill's, um, Dominic Cummings' autobiography, Cummings and Goings. Okay, that's that's solid. Because he got fired and hired a lot as well. That's yeah. I mean, you can't. There's not. I can't imagine a better title. Neither can I. So we'll. Uh, I'll actually fuck it. I'll do a biography of him. Mm-hmm. I've just watched seven hours of him, but I'll just do that seven hours. Mm-hmm. The comings and goings of Dominic Cummings. But he's already chosen that name. No, I chose it. Oh, is that your name? Yeah, no, that was me. Oh, I thought you were saying reasons why he's likable. No, no, I just, oh, made, I just made that up there. Then. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's thank brilliant. You. Thank you. That's absolutely brilliant. It's really good. That's really nice. It's really good. Really excellent. Do you know what this is like? This is like on like Blue Peter when someone's come and shown their like birdhouse. <laughs> wow, that's um, so that's so good that you... <laughs> so I made it at home. With, I didn't have a lot of materials. Wow. But I, really tried, I really tried my Isn't best. Isn't that amazing? Do you think, really? Isn't that amazing? Is right, really we're going to have to cut to ads now. Okay, thank yeah. you so much. Did I get my badge yet? Um... Comes and goes. That was the first thing. Brilliant. Um, now the second thing is I've forgotten it. Cool. It was. What? <laughs> you just had a great moment. Ooh, Always followed yeah. by your sort of mild go- amnesia. Because now my mind went to Blue Peter, <laughs> and I was thinking about Blue Peter. Get what your mind out of the gutter. What were, talk- what were we just talking about? Cummings. We're we're talking talking Bill Gates. Bill uh, Gates. Personalities. Uh, is this another uh, thing about Cummings? Yeah. There's something about him. There was said two things about Cummings. The, that, the first point was just a little fun bit until I got into the actual point. Mm. But it was no, it's gone. Well, because I, I found watching it is that it was like, this is going to be talk- probably talked about in an Adam Curtis documentary because it was like, what was so strange about it was that there was, it's interesting this proceeded, kind of before we knew who Dominic Cummings was, the ben- Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, yeah. film yes. about him. That came out before we knew who Dominic Cummings it was. Did, really, no yeah. one knew who he was, yeah. apart from if you were in Vaguely the bit industry. Bre- then Benedict came in if you're and, part of definitely, and it definitely built up. Yeah. At him getting back into thing, I I reckon so. Do you it, reckon it, it it framed him in a very likable maverick light. genius maverick genius like. type thing. Um, 
Yes, uh, but what was so fascinating is that he's clearly the thing he understands better than anything is media and how people think, and he's yeah, like, yeah. that's what you can you can argue that he's a genius at that about the mm. way that he kind of realised something about the lead campaign that uh, a lot of experts missed. Um, but what was fascinating is him talking openly in an official high court of law to the select committee about how the media's a scam. Yeah. being the guy who manipulates the media Don't trust and it. it. And he's just talking about that so openly. Yeah. And it, that's when it's like this weird hyper-reality where we all consume media, yeah. we're all shaped by it, yeah. but even the people who are lying to us are yeah. telling us they are lying to us. Exactly. And that's exactly yeah. what Alan Curtis said. It was like, we um, know that the bankers in 2008, a lot of them did crimes that they haven't been punished yeah, yeah, yeah. for. We all yeah. know that, but we don't really know what What's to do because it's just like, we all know, exists. yeah, and we all know that politicians lie to us and they know that we know that they're lying to us yeah, and they yeah. do it anyway and it's become this weird, they're not even manipulating us anymore. Yep. We're just both We're in just this mutual bond. It's a self it's a self-destroyed circle of destruction. Exactly. And then it's, it, it, what's uh, this following Labour's catastrophic loss in the elections is kind of what is sort of hopeless about this is that there was a weird amongst conservative voices or commentators or politicians there's this weird sort of what's so embarrassing which is probably the most hurtful thing about the failure of the left especially under Starmer um, has been like the way that the the right are now sort of bored of winning yeah and it's sort of there's something where they want a bit more of a challenge, and it, it's like almost like the conservatives are these sort of like public schoolboys who love a bit of old rugger, yep. and they're like they they, they go oh, really intense God. at it. That can and, be my band word of the week. <laughs> yeah, rugger, yeah, Ooh. you know, and they 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 go really intense at the spot, and, yeah. they, and then it's like they're beating uh, the other team so badly. They're like, oh, I, I mean, I, I didn't mean to. Well, not that bad. Right, don't worry. Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. you can put up a bit come of a on, fight. This is like come, you know, and it's yeah. just like because to them. It's like they feel like I don't know if I can be trusted having a carte blanche just to do everything. I yeah, wouldn't love yeah. a bit of a bit of dialogue. <laughs> and that's what's so. And even like, cause it's like we weren't expected to be in power this long, just consistently unchallenged. And they're know? surprised by it. <laughs> and fundamentally, this is going to be the concluding point of it because yeah. I, I agree. And um, you find our political and what he also said in this was that. Um, after he said that basically it was crackers that him and Johnson ended up in the positions that they were in, that are, it is very clear that we're in a completely broke political system when our two choices at an election are Boris Johnson or Jeremy Corbyn, which is interesting just because that was kind of an apolitical statement in some ways. Yeah. Like whatever you think about Corbyn, whatever. Um, but... What he's a big thing that he was saying in God, that people hate Corbyn so much. I know I don't. They really, I hate still him. Don't, I, I still don't, get don't it. understand why. I don't fully get it. They just Neither hate do I. him so but, much. So with oh, sorry, I just thought there was another point about the media thing that you were just saying. But uh, look, we've done enough time on it, so let's finish this up. I think during that, during some of his statements, he was saying that he stayed away from the PR when he kind of got in when they when they won the election. So. He is, I believe, probably a genius in terms of PR and media relations when there's a campaign happening. So he was used to trying to win the Brexit vote and then trying to get Johnson into office. That was the time when he had the most influence because that's what he was best at. Yeah. But when he took on the role of senior advisor to him, he's now got to not be a campaigner. He's got to be a governor. They've actually, you're now in government and you've got sure. to be ready to do shit. And apparently he says that this is, I think, was the most interesting thing about it is because we said this before in the podcast as well is which wh which again how did we know <laughs> how the fuck did we know just a couple of lads from brighton up here calling the shots Lewis. listen to everything we say yeah but <laughs> some, some west not, sussex east sussex east sussex well i've lived everywhere <laughs> Within Western yeah, East Sussex. You know what? Let's focus on that point. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Forget about sorry, my scathing sorry, with you. I was my concluding thoughts. Actually, um, we're not technically both in Brighton. I mean, I know you lived in home for a year or so, but like it's oh, generally the more East Sussex, Sussex yeah. area. Between Western East Sussex. Betwixt the counties. <laughs> we look. We lived near there. We lived near near there. We're not. We're not from there. I wouldn't say I. I You're lived, not Brightonian, but, but we've been there. culturally, I think. Been, we, I was twenty minutes on the train. We're influenced heavily we're by influenced Brighton heavily culture. By Brighton culture. Sure. 
And that's the end of my point. <laughs> Sorry. The fact that although we're not so two boys in, from Lewis Hayward's Heath lived in around East and West Sussex. In conclusion, to some of the biggest political news that's happened ever. <laughs> Me and Away Show are not technically from Brighton, but we're heavily influenced by the area. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs> so, in that... Just two boys from Brighton. Just two boys from Brighton. <laughs> Still, the question remains, how did they know? But <laughs> there is, in this thing, he said, so after, I believe, the biggest... And it's a realisation of, of our current political system is that we elect people based on their ability to do good PR and their ability to dictate a narrative or respond to a negative narrative and how it's all about a completely false image of who someone actually is as a person and what their politics are. It's all a fake world that happens in our discourse, which is a fancy way of saying the conversation we have in our media and just around the entire country. Which is a fancy way of saying just chatting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sort of the casual one of the group. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm not, I'm not even annoyed about that one. That's funny. I think you could just keep saying it's just, just a fancy a, way. It's just a fancy way of saying just nattering. <laughs> just, it's a fancy way of just, just having a blob blob. It's just a fancy way of saying. <laughs> but. So we have, we have, this is the, de- this is such a key, like fucking sorry, case, sorry. this is such a key case study of what this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to kind of de, kind of debunk all of these British political lies. But, but not caring go, enough. But also go, because <laughs> we, we care a bit, but not enough. Not quite enough. Because yeah. if it's funny, it's funny. <laughs> That's more important. But. So we now have a system where we elect people that are good at media and good at PR. Yeah. And something that Cummings said within that, in his testimony, was that him and Johnson had a big disagreement. So he sent, stopped doing the PR side of it, um, because, or the, the media-facing side of it. He stopped doing that because they had a d- disagreement where Cummings was saying that he wanted a complete overhaul of how Number 10 works and how the British political apparatus works, of instead of making everything about how we're going to respond to things in the media actually kind of start to focus how we can be the best government, how we can do like better decision make, how we can improve and streamline our decision making processes. Yeah. He said that Boris Johnson's every day is waking up, li- reading at the newspapers, going like that, testing the wind. He li- he literally did that. Testing it, but the that's wind. A metaphorical. Yeah, yeah. No, he does. Well, reading the newspapers. <laughs> <and> then- <laughs> You were saying that, that would be amazing. <laughs> you know what Boris Johnson does every morning? He reads the newspapers and licks his finger. I don't know why, but he does it. Yeah, of course it's a metaphorical. Okay. That didn't need to be. No, sorry, no I, I, it, because all of this stuff's been about how it, they're, they're even dumber than we thought. So it's like all you know, of these met- like, satires and metaphors. Like, you know, you know what Boris Johnson does in the morning? <laughs> he gets the papers and he shows them off his bum. <laughs> What, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's metal to me, but well, he me- Metaphorically, or? No, no, he <laughs> shoves him up his bum. Shoves him up his bum. Inexplicable why, but he does it. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. So he, he gets up in the morning and his, his, his day is determined by what's in the papers and therefore how am I going to create a certain narrative in order to maintain power. We live in a system where the maintenance of power is more important than the use of that power for any kind of moral or achievable ends. The future is dead. We have no concept of the future. Uh, I'm really quiet and polite when you make <laughs> so, your serious so, points. Sorry, sorry. No, that, that, was, that was me being serious. That that? Was, yeah, that was me. Okay. We have no concept. Yeah, no, the future is dead. Yeah, the future sorry, is yeah. dead. Mark so, Fisher, come on. We now, so it's interesting to hear that. So he moves away from that because he said that Boris Johnson has the opposite opinion to that. And all he does, and the, but then all he does and all his focus is on is how he's looked in the media and how he's been presented in the virtual image of politics rather than the practical image yeah. of politics. So we... But it's so... Boris Johnson is one of the most successful politicians in a while in terms of popularity. Yeah. We live, we elect and live in a system where it is only based purely on abstract notions of popularity. Yeah. And hearing someone who is a chief advisor and has been in the genuine apparatus of politics around the closed tables of decision-making saying that it is... He said it's going to be almost impossible to change that culture. Almost impossible because there are so many people entrenched and dug into it. And one of the reasons he was kind of booted out and a lot of his team were booted out was because of maybe trying to change that. Yeah. Which is a terrifying thought. I, with, yeah, because it's interesting when people say, and there's no way of changing it. Yeah. It is, I always find that quite interesting because it's like, we could argue this sort of med- media PR was started by Bernays, um, uh, well, properly Blair, but no, I mean, 
the industry of PR started in New York and America yeah, in the 30s, yeah. whatever. That's like a 70-year period building up to where, where we are now as yeah. a consistent line. That's happened in like a 70-year period. In 200 years... Yeah, I know, but that's... No, exactly, no of course. But so he's... When he's, he wasn't saying it's impossible to do, he's saying that he and a few other people believe... There's a, quite a few people around the power structures that believe this should change, but it's just so hard to do. Because yeah. that's kind of what he was trying to say. And again, it's hard to testify how legitimate those thoughts are. But no, but it's completely that. true because it's like... If you're going to have a conservative force who, if they're in opposition, they might be able to take more noble stances of like defending uh, kind of tradition and, uh, you know, just general, uh, national pride and stuff like that. Once they're in power for such a long time, a lot of those things fall through, as they would do with left-wing governments as well. If, oh, you're, yeah. if, you're, if a left-wing government's in power for 15 years, a lot of their ideas start falling through. But yeah, because... Yeah we're sort of stuck like on pause mm. as mark fisher says the 21st century is just the 20th century on higher speed internet basically it's just repeating yeah. the same yeah, yeah. the same stuff okay if you take a maybe fairly reductive view that the progressive is looking to the future and conservative is uh, trying to preserve the good from the past yeah we don't have a concept of the future because there isn't really an idea of what the future is so that's why yeah, this yeah. is happening on repeat yeah. because conservatives who are good at winning and good at kind of like those sort of things, there's no new ideas because yeah. the people who are doing new ideas, we, we're kind of, we don't know what to think. And that's yeah, yeah, why, yeah. as we've seen with the mess of both Corbyn followed by Starmer, we don't really have any yeah. sort of new ideas even because even Corbyn, who I like, was sort of a weird like, pastiche of 70s politics do yeah you know no, I mean? but that's exactly it because even if we're doing the reductive view which is a fair one yeah of making the left as progressive and the right as kind Conf of tra traditional yeah but the problem is that there's been ever since the cold war and um kind of communist russia what's happened is there's been an association between any kind of progressive left-wing politics with communist state cap communist basically state in gulags yeah and the problem is so even that Left-wing ideas can never... It's so hard to make them look progressive in a media sense because they're just people are just going to shout red Russia at people. It's true. and But then also, I think, personally, from where I see the future, I like Sanders and Corbyn. I like them both as politicians in my lifetime of people who I've connected with, but I don't think they're the answer. They're both crusty old white dudes who yeah. um, who I think have a good half, especially Sanders, um, but they're still stuck in the fights of the past and yeah. those aren't really relevant. But these politics is, but the point of this as well is just like a genuine political ideology is becoming less and less relevant. In but that's world. what I mean. We need a sort of the future of the left. There needs to be that kind of. This is why I was sort of quite interested in like Andrew Yang, <laughs> the Boys Gone Wild Party. I think we're the future. Well, we could run left. for mayor, and that's not even a joke. Not easily. Joke. We could do the. Uh, do you reckon there's any <laughs> chance that two people can run under the same name? <laughs> what we because this is what I've discussed it with Adam. What um, is, Andrew um, Gerwin? Andrew Gerwin. <laughs> And we just take or, turns. Or Gratio Hall. Gratio Hall. Was it Gratio? No. No, because that's just your name. <laughs> that's just a spooner, isn't it? Your name. Actually, let's go with Gratio Hall. I like the I like the ring of that a bit more. Yeah, you're a fucking narcissist. Um, no, Andrew Gerwin has always been. Yeah, it's Andrew Gerwin. Yeah, it's our, Andrew Gerwin, our isn't it? Pseudonym. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, because me and Adam have had the idea. Because yeah, it'd be Horatio. Um, it'd be Horatio <laughs> Again, that's just your name in a silly voice. No, Horatio Cooled. Yeah, you didn't would say be that. AK. Just Horatio, Horatio Gould. <laughs> Fucking mental. No, um, because me and Adam have had the idea of doing this more. Of because um, I've had a few events that I've gone to without him, and vice versa. Um, so we thought if one of us couldn't be bothered, the other just goes in their clothes and wears a wig, but just insists that it's it's them. It's <laughs> the other carries on yeah. insisting. As in, like, guys, can, I'm actually getting a bit fed up with you saying I'm not me. Okay. Even though I'm appearing so, but as do you Adam, think we would me. So we run would as one one person, person and then Andrew keep Gerwin clearly being different, different people, people <laughs> for different speeches. <laughs> well, can you can you address the claim that you're two people? Really bad. Um, we don't want to play politics. I mean, I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't want to play politics. The British like public are sick of playing, playing politics. <laughs> I, not we, I am about <laughs> policies. Pure, cold policies. What are the policies? People are sick of policies. People are sick of policies as well. <laughs> the, the British government are sick of everything. What they, they want the public, is us in power. Us, all they want <laughs> is not to be shown with the things that they're sick of. <laughs> and we won't rest until they are not presented with the things that they are sick of.
What's your opinion on immigration? People are sick of the discourse surrounding immigration. And we, I, am here to stop that sickness. There's a sickness in our country. It cuts 10 years later. I'm in the select committee. I'm going to be honest. I don't think either of us were qualified. <laughs> I think, I think... <laughs> I think if you took the top 99% of competency, of the, they'd be better qualified than us. Be both, both of us sat in, we'd take the wig off and we're like, okay, it was too we're going to be... <laughs> and everyone's like... <gasps> we knew, but we didn't know. <laughs> and then there'll be, it didn't surprise me, but to hear it. And then there'll be a different Boys Gone Wild podcast talking that now they've just brought everything out that everyone already knew, but yeah, someone on yeah. the inside is saying it. The it was two of them. The future's repeating the itself. The future's repeating God, itself. that would be amazing. If we ran, we get into public, we we fuck up a pandemic or something, and then we <laughs> then we come out and go, all right, we're going to be honest. There was two of us. <laughs> but mainly, Neither I don't feel us. we were qualified. Neither of us knew what we were doing. It started off as a joke from a podcast, and it got, it it got, got out of hand. It garnered unexplainable success. And then people on podcasts would be like, I kind of like the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> Get them back in power. And we like- guys, guys, we really can't be in power. <laughs> we have killed hundreds of thousands of people. Please don't put us back. Because <laughs> that's hey, like, every, I'm liking every, every Dominic cloud, Cummings. Every cloud. Every cloud. We might be in a dark political day, but look what it's going to bore. Exactly. And it's, it's like... Bear. Bear. Um, give birth to bear, it. Yeah. Um, but because that's the thing about Dominic Cummings as well is that like seeing him be that honest and frank was refreshing and makes it likable but he was honest and frank about how like his incompetence uh, along with his colleagues caused hundreds hundreds of of thousands and I'm like I like the honesty yeah Exactly, that's where we're broken. We're all fucking broken. Wow, he's so honest. Isn't that great? Isn't that really just refreshing to hear, isn't it? Well, you know, you don't hear that every day at the select committee. But then that's also because the all, all of the MPs on the committee were like thanking him pretty profusely at the end for his, one, for staying there for so long because he was clearly there to drop some bombs. But sure. his frankness, openness and honesty. Because I always think that for like, whenever politicians go into that, they have to swear an oath, to be honest. And that is clearly just fucking for show. There is no kind of credence or truth in that because that shows that the select committee expect for people to be evasive, expect for, for them to not be told the truth and to be lied to. And that's why it was so, this was such a big event because someone actually just went in and seemingly just told the fucking truth. Terrifying. It's terrifying. I, yeah. Um, I, sorry, I just remembered that I saw, I think it was a TikTok ages ago, which was talking about psychology of clothes. And yeah. they they said like it's 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 uh, common literature that uh, wearing white is what you should wear when you're asking for forgiveness. It's like surrender, wearing waving the white flag. Yeah, he was wearing just white, no tie, just the white thing. Yeah, well, he did go. In. He yeah, I mean he he went in there. He did no jacket. No, no, it was just pure it wasn't, white. It wasn't a woe is me, forgive me, for I have sinned, Father. It was a thing of forgive me. He opened up with an apology. Forgive no, me. I want to get listen. this off my chest quickly. Someone. I'm oh, sorry. I thought you were doing Dominic Cummings. No. <laughs> that was Wait, the. Got yeah, just, let, hey, hey, let's hey. let's cut all this shit, hey. okay? Hey. Come on. <laughs> Put your feet up. Relax. Come on. Come on. We're, we're all no, human. Oh. We're all humans. Oh. Lights up a cigarette. <laughs> Think about government. Jack Grealish. He's like Jack Grealish. Yeah, no, you're bang on. More from him. No. Um, someone, at, someone at my work um, okay. posted on Slack, which is a, uh, it's basically like a boring Facebook for work. Um, posted yeah, on Slack yeah. saying that um, he posted just as it started. And I, I typed in Cummings on Slack to see if anyone was talking about it because I wanted to just look. And he posted something. He said, how to, this is like textbook getting away with lying about something. This is the three things that you need to do. This is like the holy trinity of lying. Then he said a quote and he, and the quote was, I'd like to apologize to all the- Was this about the Cummings thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to apologize to all the families that have been bereaved by COVID for the mistakes that were made. And he went, that's the holy trinity of how to do it. Firstly, he says he liked to apologize. He didn't actually apologize. Fuck off. Okay. He just did. And he also apologized several times after of it. Mm-hmm. Second, second part was, um, oh fuck. Second part, I'd, I'd like to, you know, I can, I can get it up. Get it up, get it up. I mean, I read this like, and I, I wanted to jump in the discourse, but what happens? Because there's so many points I want to make on this. If 
when we live in in like this kind of new tech age work structures, everyone's so gassed about each other's fucking cats that they own and all the pets. And it's sure. like, oh, show me your cat. Isn't that lovely? And if you don't, I have a choice to either my reality, my personality is to take the piss out of that. Sure. Call everyone losers. Yes. And then leave. Yeah. Or just be a bit more critical. Then, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's sure. all it is. Yeah. But then, so I either have to be in silence, or if I, but then if I do say what I think, it's interpreted as rude. So what happens in this new modern, what, but it's not, it's not start up culture. Start up culture is I'm silenced. And anyone that has any kind of idea what comedy is. So you're is saying you're the Dominic Cummings of um, oh my God, your unnamed company. That's why I was, that's why I watched it <laughs> That's for seven why you hours. connected with it. I am the Dominic Cummings of my unnamed company. I am the Dominic, I'm the whistleblower. Yeah. Um, hold on. It's so. Maybe this, but I feel like this sums up some of the problems with the left in their responses to it, in a sense that it's basically bullshit. Yeah. So if you want a masterclass <laughs> in how to use words to look like you're saying a lot when you're actually saying nothing, sure. Dominic Cummings this morning, I'd like to apologize to the families of loved ones who died unnecessarily for the mistakes that were made. It's the Holy Trinity. He'd like to apologize, but technically he didn't. He says died unnecessarily, implying that some deaths were in fact necessary. It's a global pandemic. Some people are going to fucking die, and it's really sad. But they are, it doesn't mean they're necessary. I it means they're saying, inevitable. I would say super sad, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, because you are, <laughs> you have better empathy than me. I don't, I've never denied that. And then the last of the Holy Trinity, he says, mistakes were made. By who? Takes no responsibility for that. He said for seven hours and went in on it. But that's the problem with people, the less response to it is like, I've always been a secret, like, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Dominic Cummings. Mm -hmm. I've liked him. I liked, just because he's a bit of a maverick, I, we've enjoyed that, obviously. But there's a problem of, like, just because he was involved in Brexit and because he's right in, on the right wing of the political spectrum in terms of the people he works with and everything. And his beliefs. And his beliefs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But then everything... It's not exactly like, Red Robbo working in. <laughs> no, he's not. Of course. But then that means that, like, anything... Like, today, he was... He could be a massive change in how we approach politics in the future, as in a kind of whistleblower-esque character yeah. that is taking some fucking pretty significant risks to blow the roof off something. And so often you just see the blow left the respond, we shouldn't be blow whistle, blow, blowing a blown a whistle. Blow, he blows so, so much air out of the whistle, the whistle that the, the roof, roof comes off. It. Something like that. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> 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 but he, he's done that. And... The, this is not a time to like play this bullshit party politics. The whole point of his thing was he was an anti-Tory in that point, saying that the prime minister and the leader, leader of the Conservative Party and the health secretary. That's yeah. That's exactly what I dunces. Found, that's why I found interesting is because like, there was the the, the the attacks on the individuals, but I did feel that which is what's so frustrating about how it's getting so divided that you know if it's on the wrong team you can't take anything and say like that's all yeah. slightly good, but. It feels like a lot of the criticisms he was having were about the mechanics of government yep. and like the civil service, like just everything of how the government worked. And like when a new government comes in, the civil service and the mechanics and the kind of general structure stayed the same. Yeah. And so that's still an issue that is beyond party politics. And he was saying a lot of fairly, to me, seemed relatively practical things about making the what government work more efficiently. And yes, I might disagree with him on values or politics. But yep. does that mean that? But why are we on the mechanics? Someone who has yeah. literally been at in on in on the table, sitting round the table for the most. He was sitting on it. <laughs> I mean, he was sitting on the table. <laughs> that's why he's not. That's fit. why he's not. He's not fit for it. It's weird. I don't know why they let me do it. I don't know why they let me. And he in. sat with his his like feet his, up. His feet up. And he was spinning around. He was spinning around on a lazy Susan. <laughs> People are dying, Dominic. People are dying. I know, but I have to sit on this. I know I'm not good for I'm this job. I'm not qualified. <laughs> but if like the pathetic nature of a, like, a left-wing response like that, or because it's Dominic Cummings speaking, and he's in the Conservative Party, that doesn't mean, that therefore means that he doesn't have anything to say on the apparatus of government. Mm. And he didn't just blow the fucking roof of everything that happens within it. Yeah. And it's pathetic. Yeah. So I, I, I think uh, our general view is... Uh, vote Tories. Yep. The Conservatives <laughs> are our way forward. <laughs> the only solution in order to move forward to this mess, we have to, to vote Tories. <laughs> or us. We need. They need to go in we again. Need, the only need, people who can, the only person who can clear up Boris Johnson's mess is yeah. Boris Johnson. Is Boris Johnson. <laughs> Give the man another chance. He just needs more time. Um, 
Great. Do you anything else to add? Yeah, I want to do my Harry Potter skip. Oh yeah, okay. We'll finish on um, Andrew's uh, um, Harry Potter skit. Is it a skit or a sketch? It's a skit. Right, Ron and a skit. It's a skit. It's a skit. It's a skit. Ron and um, Ron and Harry are in in the cave in a cave um, in a cave or the cave in a, in a cave in a um, cave trying to find some of Voldemort's Horcruxes. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry, this is Harry. <laughs> Harry, Harry's first, and it's Ron. Harry goes, Akio whore. Ron goes, Harry, it's Horcrux, not whore. I know what I'm doing, Ron. <laughs> Have you got the, is that is that that's that's it? There's not the clear. There's a clear punchline. What? That like Hermione appears. Oh <laughs> yeah. No 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 no. Or someone. No, you just made a Or Miss McGonagall. You just made a gross. Or Miss McGonagall. No, the punchline. You said Akio Hor. Akio Hor and Ron says Harry, you made a mistake, and he goes, I know what I'm doing, Ron. That's the end of it. It What's doesn't. Have, we don't have to degrade women. No. This is every time we yeah, try. You and said write, Every time we try and write something, it's well. Who? What woman can we call a whore? No. There's nothing you, about that. You, you said Akio. So Akio is the spell to like. I'll do call. it again. <laughs> Akio whore. Harry, it's Horcrux, not whore. I know what I'm doing, Ron. Hermione. <laughs> Don't bring it. No, no you no, don't have to name a, a whore. Akio means... Because Harry just wanted to fuck. <laughs> Why? Ha I Wait, did, I don't get <laughs> Akio whore and Ron thinks... Ron goes... Why did he say whore? Because he wants someone... He wants a whore. <laughs> okay. For fuck's sake. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's okay, why. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I get that. Do, do, Harry a wants a whore. Does a whore come? Yeah, a whore come. Afterwards. <laughs> so after he says Akio, it's like a, a 19th century sex whore. Sex worker. Yeah, a sex, sorry. A sex worker. But it, I Maybe the sketch would be better if he goes, Akio, sex worker. No, no, it's not It's not better. It's not better because Ron has to think... What are you doing? Because Ron has to say, Harry, it's oh, not... It's Horcrux, not whore. I know what I'm doing, Ron. And then a whore comes. <laughs> yeah, but then I guess I guess there's another joke if it's like Miss McGonagall. It, there is another joke, but I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't Ms. feel comfortable calling any. But Miss McGonagall, even Miss McGonagall. Professor McGonagall, she's so <laughs> she's <laughs> the furthest away from a sex worker. So that yeah, it would be funny. I don't know. No, I think it ends with just Harry having passionate sex with a whore. So it's like, <laughs> okay. it's like or Miss McGonagall. Miss McGonagall. But so that's like a ten-second skit, and then it's fifteen minutes of Harry having sex with them. Good. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, remember to subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, like and subscribe. We haven't asked anyone to like and subscribe. Uh, it's fucking easy as shit if you're signed in. So if you're sitting. And you're enjoying an, an hour's worth of content, and you just yeah. don't drop a. I'm getting good at that. Where like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can absolutely, absolutely, you can From have, you, you can have that. Um, subscribe, we're near a thousand, and um, uh, obviously comment uh, uh, reviews on iTunes. They're always good. Comment your favorite food. <laughs> no, don't, because it's always much more boring. Comment your favourite food, because we'd love to hear it. <laughs> we'd really love to hear it. What's your favourite? What's your favourite dinner? <laughs> Thanks, guys.